In this episode, I'm diving into knowing your why, your motivation for wanting to invest in the stock market. And here's the thing, along the journey, you're going to get uninspired. Maybe you're not inspired to even take the first steps to get into the game, or maybe you've been in the investment and trading game, you've lost some money before and you've kind of lost your fire, lost your spark for the market. Or maybe you're like me, you kind of look up and you realize like, wow, I've accomplished some of my goals. What is it that's going to motivate me? Well, I'm going to share with you the key to finding that motivation again and relighting that spark. Let's get into it. Do you feel like you were meant to live a life of financial abundance? Like you know your money is supposed to work harder for you than you work for it? Maybe you heard about the stock market and the new millionaires being created and wonder why not me? Maybe you want to invest in the stock market, but you don't know where to start. Maybe you have a 401k or an IRA, but you want to enjoy your money now, not just in retirement. Maybe you already had some success in the stock market, but you want to take it to the next level. Working for somebody else and watching free YouTube videos will only get you so far. To truly be financially free, it takes a strategic game plan, an investor's mindset, and a willingness to take calculated risks. When you're ready to get out of the rat race and onto the fast track, join us here where we break down how to manage money, how to navigate the stock and options market, and how to approach investing with the right mindset. I'm Jason Brown, stock market coach and options trader, and this is the Five Year Millionaire Podcast. Hey, what's up, traders and investors? Welcome to the Five Year Millionaire Podcast. Interesting to say that formerly known as the Money Markets and Mindset podcast. So we're in that transition where we're changing the podcast name. You might have noticed the podcast cover art has already been changed to uh, the new Five-Year Millionaire cover art. So welcome to the show. This one I want to talk about, I was thinking about my why and why do I do what I do and it's that time of year where you may be thinking about the same thing, right? You get your, we're coming up to the end of 2023. You're starting to stare 2024 in the face. And as you stare 2024 in the face, you start to think about what do you want to do in the new year? What kind of job you want to have? What kind of money do you want to make? What do you want to change or wish you could modify from the last year? And a lot of that is stemmed from the question, why? When I think about money and finances and the stock market, a lot of people want to become a millionaire. They want to invest in the stock market, but we don't often stop and think, why? Like, why do I want to invest? Why do I want to become a millionaire? Why do I want to get out of debt? Why do I want a multiple streams of income, whatever the case may be? And I did a podcast, episode 107, where I talked about the stages and motivation uh, to becoming a millionaire. And if you haven't checked out that episode, go check it out because it was a very powerful episode. And in that episode, I talked about stage one being like the hate stage, like I hated my life. And so that was my why at that moment. And stage two, I talked about the comfortable stage. And in stage three, I talked about competing and giving back. So if you haven't heard that episode, go tap into that one. But what I want to talk about today and why this is different is what happens when you either don't know your why or what happens when you reach your why. And as you try to create a new one, 
maybe you're not as motivated about the new why, or maybe you have lost your way with that while you kind of veered away from it. And how do you get back on, on track? When I was in network marketing, one of the things that they used to say is you should have a why so strong that it makes you cry. <laughs> and I remember when you first hear that, you're like, what are they talking about? Nothing's going to make me cry. But then it's when you start to really peel back the layers of why you want to do what you want to do that you realize, wow, you can get emotional about some stuff. So for example, you may be like, I just want to make some money. I want to make extra thousand dollars, $2,000. And that surface level is like, okay, you just want to make $2,000. You're not going to cry about that. But once you go a level deeper and you start to say, okay, what do you want to make the one extra one or $2,000 to do? And you said, say, well, I just want to support my family. It's like, okay, we went a little bit deeper, but you didn't go all the way deeper. And then you go a little bit further deeper. And for me, so I want to support my family. I'll use myself. And then when I went deeper, it's like, okay, support your family doing what? It was like, then it was my mom worked two jobs all our life. And like, she never really got to rest. She never really got to just sit down, right? She was just always trying to provide for her boys. So now that starts to stir up that emotion of like, I'm doing this for my mom. I'm doing this because she works so hard for us. And then you go a level deeper and you're like, okay, what about that made you mad? Or what about that? Why do you want, why is that a problem? Or why is that something you want to make money for? And then you go a level deeper and you start saying, well, all the other kids had their parents at the game where they were able to play the sports or do the things and their parents were able to be there where mines were at work or I couldn't play the sports at all because I was working too because we needed to make money. So now you start to really carve and dive deep into something that puts that that lump in your throat where you're like swallowing hard and you're like, okay, you're on the verge of tearing up or crying once you really start to unpack why you want to make some money or why you want to be rich, whatever the case may be. And when I think about the stock market, you have to go to that place. When you think about the stock market investing, you have to go to that place of like, why do I want to do this? Because it's very comfortable to not want to do this. It's very comfortable to not want to invest. Investing is more long-term. And then you look at trading. Trading is more short-term, but it takes some mental power. It takes some studying. It takes some learning and some researching. It takes getting over your fear to place your first trade. It takes getting over your fear of potentially losing money on your first trade and you thinking you could have done something else with that money. And so your why has to be deeper than I just want to make some money. I just want to get out of debt. It's like, well, why do you want to get out of debt? And if you're married, you're like, because I watch my partner work so hard and I wish I could contribute to the family finances. You may say, I see other kids get to go to this school or get to go on vacation to Disney and my kids don't get that experience. I feel like a failure as a father or a failure as a mother. Now we're really getting to unpacking that emotion that's close to making you cry and saying, now I understand why you want to be successful in the stock market why you want to have your money work hard for you, why you want to learn this new industry. But if you don't go to that place, that emotion, 
that almost want to cry, you kind of just like, oh, I'm going to learn it someday. I think I'll try it next year. But when you think about your family and you start to say, no, next year, my kids will go to Disney. Now you're like, and I have to learn this today because I got six months before it's summertime again. And I want to pay for that Disney trip. Like now you really have a reason to get off the fence, get off the sidelines. And so when you think about your why and how you veer away from it, really thinking about that new thing that would make you cry, make you emotional, if you were really honest, because you have to be honest. If you say like, oh, I don't care about Disney. I don't care if my kids don't see me at their basketball game. Then I don't know if you really don't care or not, but you're probably not being honest about what you really want and why you really want it out of life. Because when you're really honest, the thing that you want and the gap and the difference between you not having it and what that may be talking to you and saying to your subconscious, it really will start to make you get emotional and start to cry and realize, no, I have to do something to change this right now or in the very near future. So as you get away from your motivation or you get away from your why, or let me put it a different way. In my case, I, I've achieved a lot of my whys. I was like, I want to live in a what do they do house. And if you don't know what that means, I remember when I was dating a young lady and I went over to her house. And as soon as I pulled up, it was the first house I saw that didn't have bars on the window. And the first I was like, what do your parents do? <laughs> you go to someone's house, you're like, what do they do? One day I want a what do they do house. So I never forgot that because we lived in the house with bars on the window, people stealing your cars in the hood, selling drugs. So I was just like, man, one day I'm going to live in a house where we can leave the windows and the blinds open. We don't have to close the curtains all the time and have bars on a window. And so that was one of my wives for a long time. One of the wives that would make me tear up. I'm like, I don't want my kids to grow up in the neighborhood that I grew up in. And I don't want them to be around the drugs and the stealing and the influence of the neighborhood that I was in. Well, I've achieved that. So I don't really wake up now and be like, I want to move out of this neighborhood. It's like, well, we live in a pretty decent neighborhood. So I've achieved that. Why? Then you're like, man, one day I want to drive an exotic car. And I remember wanting to drive like a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, um, some of those exotic cars. And when I thought about like, why is that important to you? It was just like, man, because I never forgot the time we ran up to that guy. He was in the BMW, convertible BMW, three black kids. He was a black guy too. We run up to him in the BMW and I could have swore he thought he was about to get carjacked. <laughs> and we were like, what do you do for a living? Can you mentor us? <laughs> and he was like, Oh, I thought y'all was about to steal my car. <laughs> we probably didn't say that, but that was the look on his face. But we just, that was the first time we saw somebody successful driving that one of those cars that we didn't think was a drug dealer. So we were just like, what do you do? Can you mentor us? And so I was just like, man, one day I'm going to drive one of those fancy cars. And when kids ask me, what do I do? I'm not going to say basketball, football, or any of that. I'm just going to be like, I'm a trader. My license plate says, like I trade stocks on the back. And so people ask, what do you do? It's like, I trade This is what I do on the back of my plates. I wanted one of those cars because I was like, man, one day, one day, like when I pull up on little kids, I want to be inspiring to them. So 
that was my why for a while. But then it's like, wow, I remember buying the Ferrari. And once I hit that why, it was like a bat signal to all my friends and family like that. One of us figured out how to afford one of those cars. And it was like a bat signal to the kids that like, yes, please come ask me what I do so that I can give you some hope that you can drive one of these cars. You don't always have to be a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, a basketball player, a rapper, uh, definitely not a drug dealer. You could do something that you probably didn't even think about as a professional, like invest in the stock market or be a YouTuber. And so that was my way. But then it's like, got the Ferrari, got the Rolls Royce. And so when you're sitting here, you're like, wow, you don't have as many whys that make you cry as much anymore. And so what I'm really thinking about is depending on where you're at with your why, you need to think deeper about some things you haven't achieved yet that could make you cry if you haven't achieved your goals. But if you have achieved a lot of those goals, I believe the next phase is, you know, they say it's lonely at the top. And I start to think about how can I tap into like my students? Why? How can I tap into my teams? Why? And so that starts to fire me up now and starts to, you know, when I hear about other people who want to do something for their parents, for their family, for their kids, the reason they want their dream car, the reason they need to move out of that neighborhood. And they finally believe that the stock market is one of those tools that can help them. That is what fuels me now. And so the key here is if your why no longer makes you cry, if you've achieved some of the life goals, I know some people say, well, just dream bigger. You got a Rolls Royce, then get a helicopter. But it's like the helicopter doesn't give me the lump in my throat. The helicopter doesn't make me want to cry. It's like, oh, that would be cool, but I don't necessarily need a helicopter. And some people say, well, get a bigger house. It's like, well, just getting a bigger house doesn't really motivate me to want to cry, right? It could motivate me, but it doesn't motivate me to the level of like tears coming down my eyes thinking like, yeah, I got to do something today to make sure I change a bigger house just doesn't do it for me. And so I guess if you're listening to this, when I ask for a comments or I say, hey, what's your why? Why do you want to be in the stock market? I just want you to know that that gives me energy because when I read that and when I see that, I think, wow, every day that is tough to cut the mic on, that's a person that is searching for answers to help achieve their dreams and goals that I could potentially help. And then that gets me emotional. Now, anytime you reply to one of my emails and you're like, I either had a success or this is why I want to do X, Y, Z in the stock market, because I want to help these people. I want to help my family. I want to take my kids on this vacation. Like I feed off that, right? I, I feed off that. My team feeds off that. And those are the things that I look for now to motivate me, at least until I find something else internally that I have a burning desire to do personally for myself. So as we wrap up this episode, I just want you thinking about why do you want to do what you do or what keeps you from doing what you want to do. Meaning if you are, I'm scared or I just don't feel like waking up, I don't feel like taking a, a course. And it's like, okay, that keeps you from 
moving forward, but I also want you to hold your why up next to that and say, wow, but my family won't get to go to Disney. My kids are going to grow up in this neighborhood. They're not going to be able to go to that school or my spouses and my partner is going to keep working two jobs, one that is killing their body because they're up on their feet all day. Like I want you to put those two next to each other, the reasons why you won't do it and then the reasons why you need to do it. And I want to make sure that the reasons why you need to do it cause a lump in your throat. <laughs> All right. I want you to have some tissue nearby because it should be that important because if it's not, then obviously not waking up early, not taking a course, your fear of losing your first hundred dollars is going to be more powerful if you don't have that, that why that makes you want to cry as they say. So cheers to knowing your why as we go into 2024. Cheers to the things that make us cry because those are the things that typically motivate us to get up and do something and not just do something, but take it seriously because it's real easy to treat this industry like a hobby, like some little part-time side hustle, but it's not until you think about that family member that's counting on you. So you think about those kids, you think about that, neighborhood, your church that's counting on you to make money to make that big donation, that family member that has a medical condition that you don't even know about yet, but in two, three, four, five years when it's exposed and they need $10,000 for some medical procedure, you're going to be grateful that you stepped up to the plate and did what you needed to do to be in the position to even look back and say, I didn't know this day was going to come, but now I know why I got off the fence. Now I know why I took action. And again, if you have veered off from your why, start to think about somebody else's why and how you can support them and how that might make you feel. I'll see you on the next episode.